This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Switching over to the defensive side of the football for the Miami Dolphins. It is opening day, the debut for new defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. It would have been awesome to see Jalen Ramsey out there. He'd be such a difference maker. But the Miami Dolphins still made Fangio the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league. Josh, this was a defense that kind of held the um, Chargers in a box for a lot of last game. You know, they scored 23 points. They scored early. A couple penalties really helped them out. There's a ridiculous call on Jalen Phillips on what should have been a sack. Uh, They only allowed six points in the second half. So what is this Dolphins defense really going to look like considering they did have some, you know, success last year against this group? But it's also important to keep in mind this Chargers offense is going to look a little different as well. Yeah, very much different than what we've come to expect from Josh Boyer, right? I mean, this defense should be night and day from what we saw last season. It will be interesting to see how they come out and attack this uh, Los Angeles Chargers offense. You know, they try to give up those. They kind of are more vulnerable to the run, right? So how's that middle of the Miami Dolphins defense going to do? You know, Raekwon Davis has that nose tackle. How's he going to look alongside, you know, up there with Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer? I mean, I'm intrigued to see the way Vic Fangio utilizes these different pieces and to see how much different this defense does look compared to what we've been accustomed to with Brian Flores and Josh Boyer. So um, I'm almost excited for, you know, Vic Fangio versus Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert than I am for, you know, Tua Tungavaloa versus that Brandon Staley defense. So, man, this is – one of the best matches that we could have, you know, week one, but I do am a little worried and do continue to get a little queasy thinking about how terrible X or Twitter is going to be. If this thing goes South. Speaking of X, he was on Mike Williams in the first matchup and Mike Williams just kind of went absolute bananas. He just had a game where he was catching everything. He was just playing leapfrog over Xavier Howard. And that was the kind of game the Chargers had. Right. And then I don't want to make excuses. They, they played so well. They fired on all cylinders. It's like they had that game circled for so long. And we're ready to just come out and do everything they could right and everything they could just to punch the Dolphins in the mouth. So, Joshua, how does Miami decide to um, try to slow down this wide receiver room that is led by Mike Williams? And then Keenan Allen, who caught 12 of 13 targets last year when the Chargers played the Dolphins, it was only for a mere 92 yards. So this was an offense that really liked to play it safe, dink and dunk. Let's just move the chains and fight for another day. Yeah, I mean, I think we're still trying to figure out who that slot corner is going to be, right? I mean, it kind of seems like it could be Cater Coho, but based on the depth chart, it almost sounds like, you know, maybe that's Cam Smith or Eli Apple. I don't know how the Dolphins are going to match up there because they do have some of the better receivers in football. When you look at what Mike Williams did, I think you mentioned had 100-plus yards receiving last year. It was kind of um, their 
big time receiver that they had. And then there's Gerald Everett as well. I mean, I know we're talking about receivers, but throwing him out there, I mean, that's another guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's another guy the Dolphins have to account for. So, um, I mean, I keep feel like I just keep saying interesting matchup, interesting matchup, but um, you know, when they do have those skilled wide receivers and the Dolphins do have that cornerback room that is a little bit younger, right? I mean, you might be relying on Cam Smith this Sunday. Eli Apple's only been with the team for, you know, a little bit. Cater Kohu heading into year two. So, um, big time matchups, and you just got to hope that somehow the Dolphins can get pressure up front, right? Get pressure up front with Chubb uh, and Phillips, and make Justin Herbert make a mistake. I mean, he's a college teammate with Javon Holland. Won't we all love to see Javon Holland pick him off for a pick six or something like that? So um, matchups galore all over this one. And if things are the way it go, if things happen the way we hope it happens this year, we'll probably be playing the Chargers again late in the season, right? Yeah, so the way the Chargers attacked the uh, Dolphins defense last year, it was actually letting Jalen Phillips rally each other. These guys run free a little bit and just kind of dumping the ball off behind them. Uh, and that's kind of where the biggest question lies about this entire Chargers operation. Is it going to be the same thing? Is Justin Herbert so comfortable he can read defenses so well where he knows how to accept the easy passes, how to accept the checkdowns, or knowing that this Kellen Moore offense, the same offense that despite – um, Dak Prescott missing time last year. He set a career high in interceptions. Is it going to push Herbert so far where he starts playing YOLO ball and hucking it downfield? You know, you, there, there's that give and take of which side is he going to lean on? Is he going to try to play it safe? Is he going to go for those numbers? Or is he going to risk a couple more interceptions for a couple more big plays down the field? Yeah, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High, we're wondering which Herbert we're going to see. I hope it's more like that one we saw. I believe it was was his rookie year when he ended up shaving his hair because he just had no idea what was going on with that cover zero and Brian Flores defense. So I'm hoping we see more of that. But, I mean, Justin Herbert's heading into what his fourth season. Looks like one of the better quarterbacks in all of football. So um, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a challenge. And you mentioned dumping it off to Austin Eckler. That's got to be one of the things that concern you, right? Austin Eckler's ability, not only as a, a running back, but in the passing game. So how he gets utilized, how they account for that. David Long Jr., Jerome Baker, you know, whatever it is. Um, lots of matchups here. Sorry that you hear the baby. She's stoked. She's ready for football. Something to keep in mind here, too, is that everyone wants to talk about uh, rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnson. You know, something I think we get a little too – we get too in love with rookies, especially early in the year. And then you see there's a progression plan, and everyone starts freaking out why you don't see someone in two to three weeks. Josh Palmer is still on that first-team depth chart for the Chargers. He sat out with the starters throughout the preseason, and I think he's going to be the different a difference maker. I get it. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are much better, but I think Josh Palmer is that guy that can extend the field, something that would devastate a Josh Boyer defense. I'm so interested to see with this too-high shell that the Dolphins are going to be using more, if the Chargers try to take those shots with Kellen Moore, try to shoot it downfield, something like they did with Michael Gallup. Something that, hey, Cedric Wilson was good at for a couple of years there in Dallas. That, to me, is where the count, the game isn't going to really be decided, but it might be that 40-yard swing that uh, really impacts the third quarter or something like that. Uh, Josh Palmer is really flying under the radar for me here, despite the fact that uh, they've made it pretty clear he's going to be part of the team. He's sitting out during the preseason. That, that's stuff you really can't ignore, especially early in the year. Yeah, and we're definitely overlooking him, and we probably shouldn't be. I mean, anybody that had him in fantasy knows how, uh, you know, solid he is. And you're right, man. He could be that difference maker, that guy that kind of, you know, gets put in a matchup that's – gets put in a matchup that, you know, the Chargers can take advantage of. One question I had for you, Jake, is you mentioned the secondary, the safeties. Do you believe that Brandon Jones is going to be out there? I know that that's kind of the talk. It does sound like, you know, he's going to be playing. Uh, you think he's in the starting lineup right now? I checked PFF. I think they had Deshaun Elliott. But do you think we'll see a lot of Brandon Jones out there? And – um how do you think they'll 
they'll use these safeties. Will we be seeing Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland kind of be interchangeable or uh, Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones? What are your thoughts with the Dolphins' safeties? I think if they only had two on the field, it'd be Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones being interchangeable. But I do think a lot of the time they're going to ride with three safeties, and it'll probably be Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland out out deep. Um, It's a little rough because you wish you could have Jalen Ramsey to help be that guy roaming the field, let Javon Holland also be free. Uh, But I think Holland can kind of thrive in any role. We've seen him do it. Uh, So I think that's how they're going to go early on. I do think we'll see some sort of a Brandon Jones action, but just looking at this matchup, you do wonder how much the um, Chargers are going to attack the line of scrimmage, running the football, maybe some smaller um, passes to the flat. If they don't do too much of that, you wonder how much we'll see Brandon Jones because that's where he really thrives, playing in that box um, um, short in the field. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think uh, Javon Holland should be out on the field as much as he can, right? You don't need to take him off for any reason. I think um, Brandon Jones is more of that big body. I kind of say a coverage linebacker, right? He kind of reminds you of a linebacker, kind of safety hybrid. So perfect player to come in there and play in the box a little bit with Jalen Ramsey out and some of the things he was going to be asked to do. But again, anyone's guess is as good as ours, right? I mean, we saw a little bit in preseason, but there was no way that Vic Fangio showed his cards. There's no way Mike McDaniel showed their cards in preseason. So intrigued to see what this secondary looks like and hopefully Javon Holland go out there and continue playing and making plays the way we've seen because, I mean, the dude is just so fun to watch play football. And now you got Deshaun Elliott opposite him. Brandon Jones is healthy. Let's see this whole thing come together and hopefully good things come. The last group we haven't really talked about is that linebacking core, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler. It's going to be lined up against these guys quite a, quite a bit. Maybe even Keelan Allen, who's known for playing in the slot. So, Joshua, I want to ask you, when you look at that position group, when you look at David Long Jr. and Jerome Baker getting into the mix, the Chargers really struggled to run the ball up the middle against the Dolphins last year. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealy, those guys are studs. How do they try to get Austin Eckler involved? He had, what, I think, over 20 touches in total against the Dolphins. How do they maybe, maybe he still has those 20 touches, but how do they limit it to maybe 60 yards and just try to contain him into that box? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I want to say and say David Long Jr., but I feel like Austin Eckler is just a guy that, you know, he's a different breed of a running back, right? And I mean, you have him matched up with David Long, no matter how good David Long is in coverage, Austin Eckler still going to get his. So they just got to swarm the ball. They got to be prepared for where Austin Eckler is at all times. You got to force that ball if you're going to, you know, if you're looking for the check down, you want to force that ball out of Herbert's hand to Austin Eckler and wrap up in the backfield and make life as hard on the Chargers as humanly possible. But I don't know, man. I'd like our linebacker unit more than I did, you know, a couple months ago, I guess. But I still don't feel like they're at where we can feel comfortable. And, you know, having them match up against Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, two of those guys better at their positions. Um, I do think that kind of favors the Chargers. But who knows? Maybe David Long Jr. will surprise us a little bit. And uh, Jerome Baker goes out there and becomes a menace. What group impresses me more? Would you say that the Dolphins offense writes its mistakes from last year and, and looks better even if it's a loss? Or is it going to be that Vic Bingio defense that, uh, you know, the players really get it right away and they hit the ground running? 
But I was going to say both, but I guess I can't say both. I'll say Vic Fangio's defense. I think Vic Fangio's defense will be the difference maker. I think it's going to be a cat-mouse game with Mike McDaniel and Brandon Staley again. So I think Vic Fangio and his defense will be the difference maker in this one. But um, I was going to say both because I was going to cop out like that. Because I do think the Miami's offense is going to do better than they did in their last meeting. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I have to agree with you. I just think that the McDaniel offense, it's going to be really focused on running the football. I do wonder if they're even going to try to just limit possessions, run the football, keep Justin Herbert off the field. That way that defense doesn't have to kind of do too much and force the Chargers to play such a clean football game. Uh, Just the offense, there's such a high risk, I think. You know, the Brandon Staley mantra on defense is it takes a lot of five-yard runs to equal a 50-yard reception. And we just need to see that Dolphins offense play clean, no holds, no pre-snap penalties. And if we don't see that, it could be a long afternoon for this Dolphins offense because once you're in that, uh, you know, I don't even want to say third and long. If you're in that second and long, that defense does such a great job of making you uncomfortable. There's obvious ways to beat it, but you have to do things you're not used to. And that's what makes that Brandon Staley defense and more importantly, that brick and that Vic Fangio defense so special. Absolutely, and I don't want to throw some of these nerd stats out there because these really don't matter, but I had written down Dolphins are 31-25-1 all-time in season openers, and they're 17-15 and um, with a 2-2 two and two record in the playoffs against the Chargers. They've won three of the last five meetings. I think this is the third or second opening day the Dolphins had had against the Chargers in, what, three years? I think the first one was moved because of a hurricane or something, so um, I, had to, I had to throw those out there, Jake. I'm sorry. For some final thoughts on this game, Josh, we've been doing podcasts all throughout the week. And if you're looking for some more content ahead of game day, please check out the feed. You'll find a lot of good stuff there. Last night, I had three margaritas and I started talking myself into that the Dolphins are really going to win this game. I think that I think that Mike McDaniel is genuinely frustrated that he had a solid game plan last time and he made some strong adjustments in the middle of the game. And things just fell through. I think that's why he's a little annoyed hearing the Brandon Staley effect because while Staley had a good game plan, I think he did too. And, you know, I think Tua, he, he said a lot of good things about Justin Herbert. But, man, he also has had this game circle. It's been, I think I wrote down two, no, that's 200-plus days since Christmas, nine months ago, since he's last played his last regular season game. He wants to come out there and put on a show. The only fear about that, though, is knowing Tua. Uh, Mike McDaniel has said it. He rides the highs. He rides the lows. Knowing how jazzed up he'll be, knowing the bright lights, it sounds like he's going to gun a ball into a linebacker's chest on the opening play. It just has that feel. Obviously, I think he'd settle down, but I, I just kind of think that the there's going to be a level of intensity on opening day that's pretty unique between these two teams.